everybody, a big warm and a happy welcome to you all. I'm your host Saz and each week my goal is to enrich this tiny portion of your day with all of the feel good, happy and positive vibes, providing a place where we can just escape the outside world and smile. I hope you're feeling your shine and if you're not, well that's where I hope to help. So last week I told you about one of my fail safe ways to put a smile on my face and before I go any further and start babbling on about my second I need to announce today's morning motivation song. Since I heard this on an Instagram reel last week I have honestly not been able to get this song out of my head. I'm looking at you Miss Natasha Moonshine. Thank you and thank you. This week, it's Ring My Bell by Anita Ward. So you know what to do. When this episode finishes, head over to my morning motivation playlist and have a little boogie. Obviously, the last year has brought challenges and one of the main things that I have been missing out on big time is socialising and seeing my friends. I would typically be out for dinner at least once a week, I think. So that's something that I've really been missing out on. I found that I was getting into a routine again and not really enjoying what I was eating because I was eating the same things over and over, breakfast, lunch and dinner. So I quickly resorted to googling new recipes that flexed my culinary muscle and I discovered a new passion for cooking. So my second fail-safe way to make me smile is cooking. Now living in Bristol, it's pretty much impossible not to be a foodie with so many great local independent restaurants right on our doorstep. I typically much prefer baking over cooking, probably because I have a massive sweet tooth. And like many, I was on the lockdown one sourdough hype. I actually named my first starter Graham originally, but they were having a bit of an identity crisis and once I renamed them to Kilner Eve, they absolutely thrived, which was great when I was furloughed, but there was only so much sourdough you can bake and I quickly went back to general baking. I have the most incredible Cointreau cupcake recipe, but let's pause on that briefly and talk about food in general. Now, food obviously fuels our bodies, but it can also fuel our happy. Dr. Saz has been at it again, guys. (laughs) And I've done a bit of research. Without going fully into any science, because I really am not qualified to comment, foods that contain complex carbs actually help indirectly produce serotonin in the body. So that's things like fruit and veg, brown rice and beans and oats. And if we've got those things in our diet, In theory, we're literally fueling our bodies with happiness. Isn't that great? Back in January, Amy and I wanted to make more of our lockdown Friday nights and make them feel a bit more like Friday nights again. Now, before Christmas, I invested in two things that have changed my life. Firstly, a rose gold cocktail set, which you know has been put to great use. And secondly, I got a pasta machine. I didn't realise how easy it was to make your own pasta. We're talking eggs and flour. That's it. Literally mind blown. So naturally I wanted to try it out and make an authentic Italian meal. 
I sought out to make my first cacio e pepe. It was a dream. Thank you, BBC Good Food. Which we served with an amaretto sour to continue the Italian festivities, obviously. I mean, we even played Italian music. It was great. And this led us to starting our Food Fridays, because clearly I'm a fan of days of the week alliteration. (laughs) But from that Friday, we decided we were going to travel the world through our cuisine. Week one was obviously Italy. Week two, we went to Mexico with homemade tacos and margaritas. Week three was Thailand with homemade pad thai and some Thai beers. Week four was France. We did cheat a little as we had a cheeky coat at home delivery for this, but still. Week five, we went to China and had some homemade crispy duck pancakes and dumplings, which coincided splendidly with Chinese New Year. Oh, and we also went to Scotland and had a veggie haggis dish, courtesy of our gusto box, but I can't remember where that fit into this kind of scheme of things. Anyway, week six was Greece, so we had an amazing spread of Greek meze. And week seven was Eastern European with homemade pierogies and stroganoff. We have Japan on the list next, so we're planning on making our own sushi, which I'm super, super excited for. So if you're stuck for ideas, why don't you try Food Fridays and explore the world through food? Because let's face it, that is the only way that we can all travel right now. And since we're talking about food, I can't not share this story. I think I might actually have to compose myself before I tell this. Back in the summer, imagine it, glorious sunshine, boozy drink or three, sat in the garden throughout the entire day, spent all evening there. So by the time we came back up to the flat, it was safe to say that we were pretty pissed. We got back to the flat and Amy wanted to cook some salmon. I didn't want any food, I just wanted straight to bed and that's where I went. But the next morning, I was making a cup of tea in the kitchen when Amy walks in and sits down on the chair. You know, we did the whole relive the highs of the night before, comparing our hangovers, etc, etc. When Amy stops for a minute (laughs) and she says, oh, I hope you don't mind, I used some of your sauce last night for my salmon. Tasted great. I looked at her blankly because I hadn't made any sauce. I honestly had no idea what she was talking about. She said, yeah, you did. It was in the ramekins. My brain was cycling through trying to recall making this sauce or having a sauce in the fridge. At which point... (laughs) At which point we realised it wasn't a sauce in the ramekins. (laughs) I'd made butterscotch angel delight and that's what was in the ramekins. So she'd put a huge scoop of angel delight through a salmon and said that it was great. (laughs) So yeah. I got a little bored this weekend and thought it would be fun to do a blind taste test. So I asked her to go to the shops and buy some random food items that she would serve to me blindfolded and I'd have to try and guess what she bought. So I'm going to pass you over now to Amy who's going to let you into the secret of what I'm about to be eating. First up on the surprise taste testing menu is mock duck. Yes, 
you heard right, mock duck. <laughs> Um, so given that the plant-based diets seem to be all the rage, I thought I would see if this lovely tin of pretend duck meat would fool Sarah. Just looking at it and, and base, like on the packaging, it looks like the tin's been found at the back of my Nana's cupboard from like years ago. So I am a little bit sceptical, to say the least. Um, but on the description, it does say, and I quote... A perfect vegan meat replacement for any dish. So I guess if they say it's perfect, well, who am I to argue? So I'm going to treat Sarah and I'm actually going to heat it up rather than just serve it cold. <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's see her thoughts. Okay, I'm going to put the bowl here and there's a fork. Okay, oh it's God. on the end of the fork. Okay, and it, is this hot? Uh, I'd say warm. <laughs> okay, I can't taste anything just by licking it. Because it's is what it, does it smell of? Can you smell anything? It smells a bit bready. Okay. Oh my god, it's slimy. <laughs> is it nice? It kind of doesn't really taste like anything. I mean you've got a few other little portions in that bowl if you wanna. It kind of reminds me of like tuna as a consistency. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't taste fishy. Okay. Oh god, I don't know what this is, but it's not horrible. Okay. It tastes um, meaty. Interesting. Is it meaty? I mean, we've got a whole panel in there. <laughs> so you're kind of on the right track with a little bit meaty. A little bit meaty? Yeah. So it was from Scoopaware. Uh, they stock a lot of, like, veggie and vegan things. Okay, so is this, like, a vegan substitute mm. for meat or something? Correct. Can you guess what meat? I don't think you can because um, I, I actually had a little taste myself <laughs> and I didn't think it tasted well well it can't be a chicken substitute because of the like texture of it I'd mm. definitely say it was more of maybe a red meat mm -hmm, mm -hmm. maybe like a beef is this it yeah yeah reveal reveal it was duck oh my god no way yeah. so it was called mock duck in gravy quite an old-fashioned looking tin <laughs> i actually feel like if i was vegan and i wanted to make duck pancakes that would be a very mm. good substitute just, with the yeah. hoisin sauce yeah yeah or the pl plum sauce i feel like seitan that's probably doing seitan not okay it didn't look it looked like dog food when i poured it oh out. no <laughs> yeah, so. okay all right well that wasn't yeah, too bad one done Okay, next up, we're going to go a bit more international and we're going to move into my favourite cuisine, which is Japanese. So I've picked up a very jazzy looking bag of um, tempura seaweed. So I've actually tried this before myself and I kind of expected that they would be like crisps, but maybe, I don't know, like exotic crisps. But unfortunately, I wasn't convinced at all. Um, really, really fishy flavour. But I don't know, they seem to be very, very popular in Japan. Um, so, I don't know, yeah, let's see what Sarah thinks. Ready? I'm ready. Okay. Oh, oh okay. Oh, it's hard. Mm -hmm. Feels a bit like a crisp at first, like, touch. Yeah. Oh, it's got quite lots of season. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like... A bit of a combination of like fish and gravy. <laughs> I just love how you sniffed and were like, oh. <laughs> I 
I mean, I have had one of these. I'd say just go in. Go, okay. go, go all in. They're not that bad. Oh, oh, very crunchy. Mm-hmm. It tastes a bit like a prawn. Pr- like, like a prawn cracker. Like a prawn cracker. Yeah, I, yeah, I get that. A slash a pork scratching. Mm. Yeah, I get that as well. Oh, oh, that one's a bit like seaweedy. Sure. I mean, you know, there's still one to go. But so far, I've not been like gagging. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like I was never gonna, I was never gonna. I also don't know what I would get to. Oh no, I do actually. There were some things that I thought, mm, I don't want her to be actually ill. <laughs> this isn't, I'm a celebrity. So, so you, you definitely like, I think you could probably successfully guess this. These are from the uh, Asian supermarket up the road. Okay. I'm licking, you, the, I'm licking said, the seasoning off. You've, you have <laughs> said the word that it is already. Prawn? No. It's not a deep... Seaweed? Yes. Really? Yeah, so it's tempura so it's, seaweed. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Which is a very popular snack in Japan. Do you know what? They're not bad, I'll are they? I'll talk about them. So I actually was pleasantly... So I tried these, obviously. <laughs> um, I've tried them before and really disliked Ooh. them because the fishy taste was like so strong mm. and they're not actually that no. bad that melts yes on the yes. tongue and they're just not as intense a flavor so maybe i just tried the wrong brand mm. yeah. i could get on board with those yeah actually. Well, we've got a whole bag to get through, oh, so great. yeah ready for your final um i am this is going to be dessert okay so. oh what a treat so finally we're gonna move on to dessert and sticking with the japanese theme Sarah's going to be trying a mochi. So these are like Japanese kind of rice cakes, um, but not as in, not like a snacker jack rice cake, like actual rice that's been sort of squished. That is the technical term. <laughs> um, they're actually like a traditional snack that they eat at New Year. So I've gone for a peanut flavour. And actually, just looking at the picture on the box, they actually look pretty nice. So, fingers crossed that Sarah agrees. And, I don't know, she might get to finish on a bit of a tasty note. Let's see. I've also brought this. Oh, brought it with a cake for. Oh. But oh. I've realised, obviously, you can't really function without <laughs> your sight. Okay, this isn't cutting. Um... <laughs> What I might get you to do is I might put it in your hand and you like oh. take a bite out of it. Okay. This texture is not what I expected. Oh gosh. Okay. How do you want oh, me wow. to? Oh <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Oh god. This one I haven't tried. Okay. This is this is, this is good. Oh, oh I don't okay. know what to expect. Oh. I've just plugged it in your hand. Get a feel for it and then. Oh, do you know? Should... Oh my god, it tastes like. Tastes like. Feels like um. Like a gummy sweet mm, in like it's that, really quite dense. Yeah, that threw me. I didn't expect it to be like that. Oh, mm. that didn't smell that nice. <laughs> oh, oh, it feels to... very like gelatiny because yeah. I was able to pull that apart. Okay. Oh, it's, oh, it smells a bit like peanuts. Mm. Nutty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's it like? What is this? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you don't look like this is a good one. I mean, I'd hope this someone, was like a good ending for you, but someone maybe not. who's not a, like a huge peanut. like peanut nutty. Yeah, so I kind of realised this. After. <laughs> I picked it thinking, oh, that's because it is peanut. Is like, it peanut butter kind of flavour? 
uh, forgetting that you actually aren't a big peanut butter fan. It's so, got okay, so sorry. it's definitely got peanut butter in the middle, like in the middle, because yeah. I can feel mm. that. I mean, again, you, I don't think you're going to be able to get the exact thing that it is. It is it from what like the Asian supermarket? Yeah. yeah. So it's this is like this is another Japanese Japanese okay. uh, treat. I, I just want to know what the like encoding is. Mm. It doesn't taste too bad. It just is it the peanut butter you don't like. It does just taste exactly like a gelatin sweet. Yeah. Okay. On the outside, but just filled with yeah peanut butter. Which and that's what it. To be fair, that's what it looks like. <laughs> um, okay. It's called a mochi, which is a rice cake. A rice but not cake. As in, yeah. So I, I had to explain this to the listeners already. It's not like a snacker jack Ooh. rice cake. It's like so. It's actually compressed rice, like actual rice. Oh, that explains the texture. Yeah. Wow, that's mad. That's wonder... weird, doesn't it? So, yeah. Oh. That's your pudding. Do you know what? You've been very kind. Will you come back to Amy's restaurant again? <laughs> I would come back, yes. Yay. I would have all of... I would... I think I'd have all of them again. But this, this was maybe my least... Okay. Just that... purely because I'm not a peanut butter fan. Well, do you want to know something interesting about this? Here we go. Go on, then. <laughs> so, when I googled how to pronounce it... <laughs> um, third down the search list was um you know mochi the deadly japanese snack or something like deadly. that and I was like, yeah so i clicked on it so it's, it's a new year's snack they're quite popular at new year and people chalk on them oh my like god it's, a, it's an issue so yeah it was like there was an article about it because of the the size because of how much how chewy they are like yeah. you say they kind of like get stuck genuinely people it's it's like a hazard um so you oh should go and give up the stars there <laughs> But you survived. Tra- God damn it, it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> oh you my live gosh. to see another day at Amy's restaurant. Oh. You're welcome. Well, thanks very much for having me. I thought she was very kind going into those Asian supermarkets because she could have gone quite rogue there with her choices, but she didn't. She's a good egg. And speaking of good eggs, it's that time of the week where I look to my guest feature to explain their three fail-safe ways that make them smile. This week, I've reached out to my great friend, Joe Small. Now, we met at uni, where we both studied graphic design, and he was actually one of my first ever friends that I made at uni, so I've got a lot of love for him. But not only that, he's also the creator of Not Today FYI which is an incredible initiative that was started to promote kindness in the face of this national lockdown. He's designed six awesome postcards that you can send to anybody who needs some motivation. And we've heard firsthand from Soph last week how much sending and receiving mail makes her smile. What's even more great is that 100% of the profits are being donated to the charity Mind. So if you want to check out the postcards available, then head to the website nottoday.fyi. But for now, drumroll, fanfare, round of applause please for Joe Small. During lockdown, I've kind of had chance to reimagine what actually makes me happy. And it's been interesting to kind of see how I feel content with things that prior to lockdown I maybe didn't think I was content with but I think one of the big things that's kind of really helped me to stay positive and feel happy has been exercise kind of moving your body I think it's 
it's not so much about doing a hard workout or, you know, just going for a, a 20 minute run or doing some yoga or something like that. I think I've never not felt good after it. I might feel tired, but I always feel good and I always feel motivated and like, yes, I'm glad I've done that. The second one is a kind of a reflection of my personality, I guess. I'm, I'm a people person. I like to talk and I like to spend time with lots of different people. So the, the second thing that kind of never fails to make me happy is intimacy. And obviously intimacy is like quite a broad term and part of that is intimate closeness with a partner. Um, it could be just your relationship, it could be sex, it could be all of those things. But I think for me, there's more to intimacy than just that. It's closeness with friends as well. That might just be having a deep conversation with them when you're both really engaged and kind of really listening to what the other person is saying. I think that kind of sense of connection always leaves me feeling happy in the sense that I just have, I feel like I have this kind of better understanding of life is all about. And I kind of have a, a you know, maybe a bit better perspective than I, I did before that. So that one's kind of deep. Um, the third one is to do with my job. So I'm a designer and I think as a designer, you're, you're there to kind of solve problems with creative solutions. And it doesn't always happen that quickly. Sometimes you spend, you know, days or weeks trying to make something work and it just doesn't. But the thing that never fails to make me happy is when you do get that moment where it all seems to come together and you get this kind of brilliant creative idea with, you know, a good team of people and you get this moment where you kind of see, yeah, this is it. This has now become something that really is meaningful and is, is going to resonate with other people. And that for me, that moment never fails to kind of make me happy and keep me inspired. And I think like as a designer, that's kind of what keeps you hooked and keeps you motivated to do what you do. It's kind of that feeling of this is it. So they're my kind of three fail-safe ways to stay happy. And I that's my secret to happiness. That's what gets me out of bed in the morning. Thanks so much for that, Joe. I know exactly what you're talking about. The eureka moment in a project where everything just kind of clicks. Yeah, I feel you. That definitely gives me a buzz. But that's it from me. Thanks again to my featured guest, Joe, And to all of you, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow this podcast for weekly episodes. And if you want to reach out to me and tell me your fail-safe ways to make you happy, then please find me on my Instagram, at Sarah underscore Foley. That's Sarah without an H. Or you can email me at shinewithsaz at gmail.com. And I'll see you next Thursday. Take care, everybody. Big love.